perfect, including you two. Fantastic. Dr. Good, are you in the North Texas area today? Yes. Okay. It, it's like it's like 55 degrees outside or something. I, I brought that back from Ohio last night. Thank you You're so welcome. much. That that was so kind of you. <laughs> we no, truly we appreciate it. I'm like this is the first time I'm not already sweating by the time I walk into the studio. I'm like fall is officially here. Um, yeah. Okay, you will probably remember the band Earth, Wind, and Fire. So sure. somebody posted, you know, I follow all these music sites and somebody posted the funniest thing and I never thought about it. It was one of my favorite songs growing up, um, Earth, Wind and Fire, September. And the, the date they reference is September 21st. Um, and so, uh -huh. I, so somebody was like, happy Earth, Wind and Fire Day yesterday. And I thought that was a great twist on everybody saying happy fall, you know, happy harvest moon. I was like, I like happy Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. So yeah. happy belated Earth, Wind, and Fire Day to you. And, and happy fall to you, Dr. Good. <laughs> and well, thank you very much. You're welcome. It's, and welcome to the crew. We, <laughs> and we are so happy to have Dr. Good on. We're going to get right into your topic. Um, boy, you like the controversial topics in education, don't you? <laughs> you know what? I Here's what I'm going to say. I don't have to make anything up. All I have to do is say education news and in boom. google and yes <laughs> and and in texas you know so right. we have always with our third session we've had a bill that's working its way through it's now gone to the senate on uh, transgender sports in high school and so um you know because i'm an educator and good educators don't come and fill your brain what we do is we bring you things to reflect around and to uh, research and wonder over and, and come to your own conclusions. And that's what I want to do today. Right. So um, the the bill is saying, frankly, you must only do sports in the gender that you were born in, or born with. And a lot of people say, well, that's just common sense. But there's that 1% of our population that is born transgender. And they don't identify male or female or they don't identify with the gender they were born with right and so we're not we're not going to debate the science around that or we're they or there's at the politics right and, and there's one other there's another the category one. then then i would wonder the category that is out there now and it's interesting um i was helping my mom do um an online form the other day and it had mm -hmm. male female and then i I'd have to go back and look at the screenshot I took. I want to say it took, it said other or, or it had a play. And then it had like a line where you could fill it in. So I, I'm wondering, and I, and I have not read the entire bill. I've only re read snippets of the bill that's going through the special session in Texas right now. But um, I wonder if it um, identify, if it, if it spe uh, speaks specifically to those who I don't identify as either gender because there is the they, them right. that has gained popularity and in the last couple of years. It's really not. What it is, it's just saying if you were born male, then you will only okay. go compete okay. in male sports and female sports. Now, um, I think one of the things I'm seeing on forms now is uh, pronouns, you know, that you identify with. And so yes. you're able to, to choose or list those pronouns. So you're seeing that more and more. But uh, in doing research before coming on, I, I said, okay, what about transgender in the Olympics? Well, they've been actually testing since 1963. They've been testing chromosomes because you had more males trying to compete as females than females trying to compete as males. Oh, right. right. We do have that. And so since 1963, they've been doing gender testing. Had, now no, I had to, no idea about that. It, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Huh. yeah. And then... Um, in 2016, they had transgender. In 2020, also, they had transgender athletes. But what they've done, because they were old enough to make those choices and go through the gender affirmation surgery, 
then they they've done what they were supposed to do as far as you know changing their hormone testosterone levels and and sort of becoming more of the gender that they now identify with and so because they were not um let's say had a lot of testosterone to they could now compete as a female and so you you have that now going on in the olympics and the the difficulty in high school of course and in middle school is that the kids normally don't you know they're not being prepared for surgery yet right they're they're still trying to figure themselves out and that's perfectly all right that's the place you're supposed to do that right um and so schools have no problems with that you know we always have politicians who are trying to um give us rules that schools did not ask for um and so many times the schools have already figured this stuff out at the local level and so um we know that we have kids who are trying to figure out who they are you know just with and, a, they, and outside of even the yeah. the gender you know yeah. it's I tell you, it, you know, it's so funny. You always say, oh, my goodness, yeah, I'm really, like, my mom's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I raised you and your brother in the generation I did. You know, um, I, I don't know how you deal with all the stuff you've dealt with with your kids. And then I think, oh, my goodness, how do you, you know, each generation, you think it just gets tougher for kids. I, I it, it is, it, I mean, there's, and I think, again, social media um, it has to do with a lot of it. Um it is really tough. I mean, the the gender things aside, the race things aside, it's you you have one misstep, and my goodness, you're ostracized permanently. You know, and in the news on yeah, top of that. Yes, and exactly, in... exactly. Yeah, just crazy. So I I sort of want to put forth an idea that I had in in sort of researching before coming on today. What if we moved towards having a sports um, practice of we let the top athletes compete. Let's let's do a let's do a um, track event, and so we let the top three males, females, trans, non-binary, and so forth, and then they compete all at the same time. They race all at the same time, knowing that we have several different categories of awards at the end of the of the race, and so that way. It's inclusive. It's inclusionary, and yet it also uh, allows people to compete within their, their their type. And you know, maybe that's a more inclusive solution um, because I, you know, my instinct is to say a male is just you know faster, um, can oh. lift more. You know, males can, have, yeah, and, yeah and, I mean, they, males naturally have the upper body strength. And that's one of the things, like, for example, when you have um, folks who jump out of parachutes um, in the military, there, there have been situations where they all jump out, you get caught up in trees. I mean, hey, in combat, it is what it is. And the males are able to pull themselves up and hoist themselves up, grab onto a branch, cut themselves loose and get on down. And then they have to go back for a female who is stuck because you just, you don't have the upper body strength. I mean, men and women are built different. We just are. Uh, you know, and, and it's amazing. The females are getting stronger. We now have females who are being able to make it into the seals and, and rangers oh, and all seals that. and everything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, and it's a small minority, but it is happening. Right. But, that's a that's a that's, that's a separate a, issue, right? The generations, yes. that's right. you know, um, uh, we're eating better, we're training better, we're you know, we uh, we're yeah, we're just we're smarter, better, smarter athletes, smarter. I mean, yes. you know, I mean, you're a you're a big um, you know, a health and wellness person, and look at what you transformed your own life, you know. So that's you're right. Yeah. There are things like that, but but you're we're talking about the kids situation. So so how would this work out this big old competition that you're talking about? Well, you know, even you know, I've just I was trying to say, well, how can we do this to where what if we had one race and we we have um, you know, males and females and transgender and if you know, binary, non-binary and then let's see the outcome. And, you know, we, we would always get surprises. There are always anomalies out there, right, that occasionally you're going to have out of those uh, three males, three females, and transgenders that you're going to have 
two males win, but then a female and a transgender might beat out a, a male, right? And so as we, um, as we compete like that, it, it, is that going to be more inclusive? You know, again, I'm just bringing it to the crew and saying, what are some ideas that we can have if the current practice of what we're doing is not working for all of our kids and all of our athletes? What other ways can we do this? And and I am asking people to go outside their traditional um, way of thinking about family and gender and so forth. But then that's that's what is happening today, right? We're being asked to think outside of our own gender cultural norms, right? That's that's in the news every day. So if, if we allow ourselves some thought around that, um, I'm curious: is are there any reactions? Um, from the crew. I am going to look and see if we've got anything out here so far. Um, just a bunch of howdies and hellos today so far. So I think everybody's still having their first cup of coffee. My my issue, and you and I have discussed this before, and we've discussed this with JP before as well. Um, my thing is we fought so hard back in the day for, for young ladies, for girls, for, for women to have their own place in sports to compete. And We've got a great system. I mean, I you know, I know um, people my age, younger. I've got friends who have their kids who are on these select teams who are unbelievably talented. And as a result of it, usually they're winning championships. They're getting noticed by college. So they're in other states, in great schools. You know, I've got um, a friend with a daughter um, on the softball team in Alabama. Um, you know, tons of my friends have their daughters doing soccer, volleyball, and they're on full-ride scholarships to these amazing universities. They're getting these great educations. And so my concern is you've got the the girls who are biological girls, born girls, identify as girls who are competing. And then let's say you've got um, a, a, a born biological male young man who comes over and says, I identify as, and you know, this is at age 16, 17, I identify as a female. Maybe they've ta- started taking some hormones. They certainly haven't had any of the surgeries. And all of a sudden, they're competing against the girls. And then, okay, well, maybe they're taking the scholarship money or they're taking the prize or the trophy home. So, you know, so then so what What happens think, to all the, the fight from back in the day for the females? Well, and, and those are good arguments. I'm wondering, though, how how sophisticated our our uh, sports pros are you know the scouts the sports scouts are who go to these high schools and go scouting and they notice that there are transgender kids who are winning but they also notice that you had a born female that came in at a really fast pace as well for a race you know again I'm, I'm going to track but or basketball uh, on soccer. And so do we then start having to make sure our scouts are sophisticated and and still going to the female that who came in second after the transgender but had a really good time and would really still qualify and be desired by the, the college. So there's, uh, there's outliers out there that you're not thinking about um, that might still – cause our females to be able to get out uh, the scholarship. Right. Well, and then again, you look at colleges and the colleges have been very welcoming and very open to the transgender community. So then again, are that is there going to come a point in time where, I don't know, we're all co-ed, so no more battle of the sexes? And, and then again, that kind of lends, lends back to your question okay, if you were forced to think out of the box on this situation, what would you pick as the ideal sports competition kind of a thing? Um, I don't know. I just, you know, I, again, I, my, my heart really goes out to the young female athletes who, and you've, and you've seen some, there are actually lawsuits still pending in the country that might ultimately end up at the Supreme Court level. And I know, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, you might think a first-place trophy doesn't mean a hill of beans when you turn 50, but actually it does because that first place trophy, even if it doesn't get you scholarship money, it may give you the confidence to go and, you know, be in a field that you wouldn't have been in. You know that, you know, doing things and being successful 
those are all those feel-good factors that build your confidence when you're young at a time when you're getting knocked around anyways because of hormones and, you know, bullies online, bullies in school and all that kind of stuff. And now, my goodness, the pandemic. Um, I don't I just really go back to those those young ladies who I feel like we fought for that category. Are we are we almost getting to the point where we've got to be so politically correct? And again, I'm throwing this question out there to the crew. Are we getting to a point where we, we have to be so politically correct that we're actually eating our own and we're undoing a lot of good work we did way back in the day? Or, or is, was that just another step towards an inclusivity that we didn't even understand was coming? You know, an inclusivity of, Okay, we've got our females that have been given more money, more better funding in the high schools and colleges, and they've responded by becoming better athletes. And now we have this uh, other uh, transgender athlete. And how does this transgender athlete co- you know, coexist with our females, our males? And we haven't figured that out yet. But um, again, we need to be open to looking for how to resolve these instead of being real, you know, let's, let's not open up our thinking. Let's just stay with what we've always thought and what our parents thought and what our grandparents thought because that's just not the world that we live in. We don't live in grandparents and parents' world anymore. You know, so, I, it's uh, fun. It's fun. And, and we do not. I mean, the reality is, you know, you can be happy about this, angry about it, whatever side. And again, we're not here to tell you what side to be on. We're just offering you some information. You can usually tell what side JP and I fall on. But um, this is one of those things where I go back and I think of um, back in the day, like my mom wasn't allowed to go to, I think it was like a Ricky Nelson concert when she was in high school. Her her older brother was, but it was too dangerous oh. for a young lady to go. And, my, and, and she's like, Uncle Cecil, he did not care at all about Ricky Nelson. Of course, my mom was either going to marry Elvis or Ricky Nelson. But back then, they wouldn't even show Elvis's pelvis twitching on TV. Right. Oh, my goodness. You know what? Take me back to that being the major problem socially of the day. I will take Elvis shaking his hips any day over what we're having to deal with and what kids have to deal with nowadays. And you're laughing. Right. I know. So, you're, you're laughing. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. though. That was a big deal back in the day. It, yeah, I remember, but we, we do need to keep moving forward. We need to learn how to be better together. And, you know, this is just how we have to do it. We have to be working at being more open to, to new ideas. And it, it may be that you won't come up with a new idea, but when new ideas are out there, be receptive to, to looking at them and considering them and saying, is that a possible resolution? Because that part of our uh, problem is that many times we don't even want to look at new ideas, right? We like that we like what we already think. We don't want anybody uh, changing our our thinking, and then nothing changes. Although, then later on, problems happen because change is coming, whether you want it or not. In you know, in different areas. So, be part of the solution. Not not being part of the problem. <laughs> and, and always a great tagline from Dr. Good. Well, hey, what are you going to be talking about? Your show, obviously, is every Sunday from 8 to 9 a.m. Great show. And here's the thing. What I love about your show, okay, this is a serious topic. It's something along with redistricting and a couple of other items that's being discussed literally as we speak in a special session in Austin right now by our state reps and our state senators. So the great thing about your show is you teach people, no matter what side you're on, no matter where you stand on a particular topic, how do you advocate for yourself, for your child, if you're a teacher, you know, for for your profession? Um, So let's talk a little bit about that and then tell us what's going to be on Sunday. So the whole point of the show, and it's 8 to 8.30 now because we'll be doing a a wellness show soon with JP. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're right. Um, Is we need to have people understand that even if you no longer have kids in school or you never had kids, you still need to be an advocate for public education. We have to count on these kids for our future economy. And if we don't treat these kids as well as we can while they're in school and teach them to be, you know, the best that they can be 
and, and be sharp and, and know how to research and know how to find answers, then they will, frankly, graduate into minimum wage jobs. And minimum wage jobs does not feed a booming economy very well. No, and not so, at all. Um, being able to look long-term, and, and really, we're helping our legislators look long-term. Many times, our legislators look to, the, to their next election, right? And so uh, that's not often enough. We need to get these kids educated for our future 15, 20 years from now. And so helping our legislators understand that we're watching and we are making sure that they prioritize what we need them to prioritize, i.e. public education, you know, health care and so forth, so that we all have a, a, a rosier future. That, that should be all of our work. And it doesn't take a lot of work. You, you can just 30 minutes a day listening to me, and then I teach you how to contact your legislator, right. and you read the news, keep, keep up with the news. All you have to do is so easy to contact your legislators now through the Internet, you know, you, and then you can save it the first time you do it. You send them a quick email on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, to where they're hearing your voice on a regular basis about what you feel is important. And if they hear that from enough people, they will vote your way. Yeah, well, and, and again, they, they need that backup so they can come and say, you know, I had 1,400 people send me an email today. I had, you know, uh, 25,000 people in the last week call me on this. And, you, and it's yeah. so easy nowadays. You can send a text to these legislators. It's so easy to reach That's out true. to the person who represents you. And again, and like, you know, we've had Angela Paxton and Congressman Van Taylor. Angela, of course, who's a state senator. Um, you know, we've had State Representative Jeff Leach on the show. And we talk to them and they say, hey, I work for you. So you, you know, you tell me what's on your mind kind of a thing. So um, so I love that. Well, then we get to see you and your uh, bright and shining face uh, at 8 o'clock on Sunday. On Sunday, yeah, we'll be doing a little bit of this because there'll be more this week that uh, comes up. And then also uh, an interesting article that I found on post-pandemic gratitude. You know, a lot of people oh, were feeling really good right. about, uh, you know, finally being able to go out. But now that feeling is sort of going away. And so how can we keep that, interesting. that feeling of gratitude going? Oh, oh, I'm um, all over that. Oh I, oh, I can't wait. Do I get to produce? Yeah, I get to produce your show, I yeah. think. So, yay, I, I, I get to hear that first. I'm excited. Well, you know, it, and it's true. It's so it's so interesting how... Um, and something, and we, I, I don't know if JP touched on this Monday, but there was, there's something called, oh, gosh, it's like something, oh, I can't believe I'm blanking out on the name, senior moment. Um, it's where they go and the kids are going into their own bathrooms on campus, destroying the bathrooms. TikTok. It's the TikTok thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's horrible. I mean, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars of damage, pulling things off the wall, putting it on TikTok, it, going viral. And so, and it, I'm sitting here thinking, hey, kids, a year ago, y'all were literally begging to get out of the house. Now you're back on campus, and the first thing you think to do is destroy the bathrooms? It, it, it's unacceptable. Uh, that's crazy. So you're right. Be appreciative that we get to be out back out and about, and who knows, you know, how long that's going to last. You know, uh, we'll see where Liberty falls on that. But um, I, I was blown away Um by that topic. And then maybe that's something we can even bring up next week because, you know, that's happening on campuses while kids are in school. So do you have to lock down bathroom yes. breaks? Do you have to do what I remember a lot of times sure. if there was ever shenanigans in the bathroom and usually it was like a water or soap fight or something like that. Um, we would have a teacher, like we'd come back in from recess or whatever, or PE and boy, howdy, you had a teacher on duty in the, the, the boys bathroom and the girls bathroom. And that's when you were like, Oh, okay. The jig is up. So um, do you need to go back to old school days oh, yeah. where you've got a teacher monitoring things? You've got, you've got a thing where you have to, sign out to go to the restroom, you have a pass, then uh, you've got teachers or TAs who are assigned to certain bathrooms and they're monitoring every time they walk by. Um, and from recess, the teacher looks at the bathroom, lets kids go in, looks at the bathroom at the end to make sure that yep. the class, you know, truly not, every, um, yeah, everybody got out yeah. and yeah, it's so, crazy world we're living in. Well, I'm, I'm excited to hear, hear your topic because I think um, we could use with some more gratitude and kindness, um, especially at this phase we're in in the pandemic. Um, 
boy, and sometimes that's just not there. Sometimes that's just not there. If you can't do anything else, just be kind. (laughs) Yes, exactly. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Good. Um, Dr. Good of the Ask Dr. Be Good show. You can see her here on our network every Sunday from 8 to 8.30. And as always, we appreciate her. Um, Can't wait to hear the backstory. I thought she was in a tanning booth this morning. So um, my dad's asking, is she in a a, um, Star Wars vehicle? So we'll we'll hear about that later. But um, anyways, just uh, appreciate her insight and her bringing the controversial topics to us which just keep on coming um we are in a very um trying time here in our society and and you know as you're picking a side and making your argument which we're all about that thank goodness we still have the first amendment and we still have freedom of speech but uh as you're doing that try to be kind as you argue your point and your side so and i'm saying that to myself just as much as anybody else um we are very very excited this is my brother, y'all, because um, a lot of folks who watch um, the network and who watch his show, do not they're like, oh, I like that Kelly Reverb guy. And I'm like, oh, you do? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, he's my brother. Um, so we've got Kelly Reverb from This Pink Cloud. Hey, Kel. What's going on? How are y'all? Good morning. We are doing well. What, doing what did, well. What did, what did I sign up for? Here? I know. He's like, he's <laughs> like, am I being punked? Wait, what? Well, <laughs> this is um, Kelly Reverb is obviously Kelly Reverb, who is the host of um, the now podcast, This Pink Cloud, which is a show all about recovery, um, sober living, living in recovery. And, and what's amazed me the most watching your show from the very beginning is this whole other world that's out there and available to people who don't want to live under, you know, the prison of drugs or alcohol or whatever their addiction is any longer. And um, just super proud. Kelly Reverb is my brother. I used to be Kathy Reverb. But up, bum. No, no, I didn't. Okay, um, but but I've been asked that before. Oh, was your maiden name Reverb? Sure, oh, we'll yeah. go with that. We'll go with that. Um, but anyways, um, Kelly Waverly. Now uh, my wife gets uh, mail to Waverly Reverb. So <laughs> oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. Oh, that's so great. Well, um, so Kelly has got this podcast and has had some amazing guests. I know you just had Brian Cuban on last week, and that was just a home run of a show because he talked about drug addiction, um, alcohol addiction, and um, the addiction of eating disorders, and and you know the illness that comes with that um great shows he has really opened so many eyes and you guys on your show at kelly y'all are helping so many people and i think it's so great so let's talk about well how I, this I, pink appreciate, came about. I appreciate that yeah i appreciate that and um i mean the thing is is once you know i kind of opened my eyes uh i just saw this whole world that I never knew about. Like it was like literally uh, a secret society. Yes. And, um, you know, there was just so much good information out there that wasn't being disseminated. So I think um, you're right. Yeah. It it is almost like a secret society that you've, you're literally, you're the Batman, you know, you're, you're, uh, you know, pulling back (laughs) the veil and saying, Hey, here's a way for you to live sober. Here's a way for you to live healthy and have fun. That's, you know, I mean, you know, uh, yoga, yoga with goats, um, skateboarding, mountain climbing, uh, rock climbing, and we're in Texas, so rock climbing, um, you know, all of these different avenues, and it's this whole way of life, and everybody's having a great time. Yeah, right? You know, who knew? Yeah, right? I mean, what a shocker. But yeah, we have some... Uh, Good stuff coming up. Um, we have uh, next, uh, well, actually this Friday, I have a guy, Richard Bradshaw from uh, Texas Harm Re- or Central Texas Harm Reduction, which we're going to talk about Narcan and and the controversial needle exchange and, um, yes. you know, all that kind of stuff and, and HIV testing and, and all the important stuff. Uh, you know that uh, people don't like to talk about necessarily, right? But you and guys, then, and, uh, you guys bring it up uh, real quick. You, what I like about the show is, well, first of all, I think you're hilarious. I've always thought my brother was funny, um, and yeah, we're, we're 
going back and forth on text this morning. And I was like, maybe we need to do a once a month brother sister podcast because like our whole life was like a ridiculous sitcom between the two of us. And oh, yeah. and you're and you're for sure. it is. And you're welcome <laughs> for me introducing you to the band Kiss. Okay, so going oh, on with the interview. Okay, yeah. 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 That was. That I was had to slide that in. Uh, that was residual, uh, you know, simultaneous <laughs> discovery. Um, you know, the kiss was a product of the time, and I will not give you credit. Oh, doggone it! Oh, some someday, but someday <laughs> you will. And you know, and it's so funny because, you know, talk about like problems back growing up in the seventies and eighties versus problems of nowadays that parents have to deal with. Like I remember mom coming in, and she's like, Kathy. Show your brother the one inch by one inch picture you have of Paul Stanley without makeup right now. And I'm like, okay, you'll have to close my door because I have to go into my secret cavern to find this. And I'd be like, here, fine, look. And it was like, because you're in there going, Mom, Kathy has a picture of Paul Stanley without makeup and she won't show it to me. And I had like clipped something that was basically thumbnail size out of Teen Beat or Tiger Beat or whatever it was. Something good. (laughs) Good times. But but we digress. But, um, you know, you're on your show. You bring humor into it. You bring the real world into it. And I love your show, and I love all your guests that you have on because it's a completely judgment-free zone. And I think so many times people are really quick to judge when it comes to addiction because, for one thing, I think there's so much that we don't even know where the brain goes into it and genetics and family history and things like that. So I love that your show – you come on the show, you call in, you reach out to you or one of your buddies on the show, judgment-free. And it's just a judgment-free uh, yeah, yeah, zone, yeah. and that's I mean, awesome. You know, it's all it's all a work in progress, and, you know, if you're trying, then, you know, you're more than welcome. You know, yeah. it's, it, it, you know, and it's just to get that information out there. Like we had uh, on a couple of weeks ago, Gail, and you were touching on the whole – uh, you know, mental disorder thing. And she, you know, she was undiagnosed for bipolar and, um, you know, was having trouble navigating her sobriety because of that. And then she got diagnosed and then, you know, everything is, you know, rainbows and unicorns since then. Yeah. And it's a whole different world. Well, so talk to us about some of the different options out there. What does, you know, y'all refer to sober living, uh, you know, recovery life, sober life, all these different, you know, terms. Well, what does I mean, that there's, mean? There's, uh, everybody, you know, is familiar with the 12 steps, um, you know, and the 12 step programs, which is there is literally an A for everything. So, you know, there's AA, there's NA, there's CA, there's CMA. There's all these groups out there, but then outside of the 12 steps, there's um, CBT, which is cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy, okay. which is basically like smart recovery. Right. Um, and then there's also, um, you know, there's a um, Eastern-based philosophy uh, called recovery dharma, which, you know, it's not religious-based. It's more of a meditation-type uh, introspection, you know, look at yourself and 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 the problems you're dealing with. Okay. So so it's there really are all those fun things and, and do you use and, just and, one and or combinations? Do I know? Do you use just because this is one of the things especially Brian Cuban you and Brian and um and Dusty really Dusty. went into this on Friday and that was um which your shows on every Friday from 10 to 11 and we'll talk about where people can catch it because you've got them in podcast form so you can still go back and watch past shows if you're just learning about uh, you know this pink cloud, but some people it some people stick straight to the twelve steps, which AA, sure. and go through that. But then some people do a combination of the twelve steps and smart recovery, and you know maybe the the Dharma thing that you talked about. So how does right. that work, well, and how do you well, know what? What works? I what I try to do on the show is just celebrate multiple pathways. Perfect. So you know you find out where that person specifically is and and you know whatever whatever is working for you um you know then go for it 
because, uh, you know, I mean, there are people that like to need everything in a box and, and just, oh, okay, well, here's this 12 steps. I have to follow these and then I'll get better. Well, that doesn't work for everyone. Right. So, you know, I mean, and we're out there to, you know, shine, you know, a spotlight on some important resources, not only just like, um, you know, different programs like that, but organizations like uh, Nexus Recovery, um, which is actually um, free help for women that are struggling. So, I mean, there's you need to have somebody uh, on from Nexus on your show. Oh, Kat. yeah. Please, please put some, whoever you've got in that organization, put them in touch with me. Give them my cell yeah. number. Would love to have them on because this is, you know, this is one of those things. You, I, and I know, you know, um, even back when JP and I were doing our mental health moment on the radio, we're big proponents of mental health because if you think that mental health doesn't impact every single person and every single family, you're wrong. You're just wrong. It, it, there's right. depression, anxiety, bipolar, uh, you know, borderline personality well, a lot, disorder. In a lot of cases of addiction, it's, it's a co-occurring yes. uh, disorder. You yep. know, it's, it's, it's um, you know, the substance abuse and the, um, you know, the uh, mental, you know, anxiety or whatever you have. And, you know, they do like like that i'm not doing a gang sign but yeah, no, no, you're not, you know, not throwing uh, up a gang sign they, they, they overlap basically they do. right and um i actually found that out uh in my rsps training kathy oh fan, another fancy am. yeah let's talk about what you have, are i have letters behind my name <laughs> today it's like the movie the jerk today i am somebody <laughs> Remember <laughs> right. Steve Martin and the jerk. So, but oh, you yeah. do. You, you've got, you know, RSP. So what does RSP stand for? And that's actually uh, led you RSP, to a new career path. Okay. In the world of recovery, there okay. are so many acronyms. And uh, it's, it's crazy. But uh, RSPS stands for Recovery Support Peer Specialist. Oh, so it's so four basically it's, it's four kind of a letters. recovery coach thing. But it. it's Texas. It's Texas state certified okay. and Medicaid billable. So, oh, there you go. There you go. So I what could, do you I could open up my own practice. I love it. So what do you do with that? How how do you how do you do that? Well, basically as as a uh, you know, a peer specialist, a lot of people refer to that as a recovery coach. Oh, um, okay. Okay. And and basically you uh, you know, you're a resource broker. Gotcha. And and you give advice, um, you know, and, and you you try to assess the situation. You're not their therapist. You're not their sponsor. You know, you're okay. somebody that says, hey, well, if you are in 12-step recovery, you know, I would definitely talk to your sponsor about that. Or, you know, if something's, you know, traumatic going on, that they're reliving, then you go, hey, well, you need to get in touch with your therapist about this, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. And, like, maybe if there's a situation where somebody needs, you know, if I'm their coach or, or peer specialist um, and somebody needs a driver's license, right. um, you know, I would help facilitate that. Okay. And, 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 again, and uh, that's you – know, so almost um, – some some you know basic life skills, life coaching, but not so well, specific yeah, that from, you get in from, dive deep into the psychology. You know, and it, it's not not it's not necessarily about me. Okay, it's about that person and where they're at. Gotcha. And what resources I think they could utilize to obtain sobriety. Okay, fantastic. And now let me ask you: Do you? As a male, can you work with females um, as an RSPS? Uh, yeah. I mean, so is that interchangeable? Technically, or? yeah. Technically, yes. Um, in the twelve steps, the uh, the whole sponsor thing, it's supposed to be male with male, female with female. But in recovery coaching, you can work with. Uh, you know, anybody actually. Okay, and then that was what I was yeah. curious about because I'd always heard like in twelve steps. You've got, um, you know, a male sponsor with a male, female with a female, kind of a thing. Well, they don't, they don't <clears throat> want, um, you know, like, uh, um, you know, any, 
anything to get in the way of like a romantic recovery attraction or something like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, well, you know, it's one of those things that I, in, in, and I want to talk about, first of all, look, go ahead and tell everybody how they, how they find you, how they find your show, because I know there've been a number of people who have come to come to me through our show saying, Hey, how do, do I reach out to your brother? Um, and I know, and I know you're, you're helping families and I'm so proud of you. And I'm, I just think this work you're doing is amazing. And I'm just, it's so crazy proud of the good work you're doing, Cal, uh, you know, all, oh, all, all kidding aside, I am, I am beyond proud. I brag about you to everybody, anybody who talks to me nowadays about, you know, well, yeah. And here's the thing. And we mentioned this in the description of the show during the pandemic, we've got, alcohol, drug addiction, all of these things are worse than ever. I mean, literally worse than they've ever been. Um, They're saying we haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg as far as the mental health crisis and the addiction crisis, abuse, all of the things that are going on. And so a number of people have said, hey, since my spouse or since my, you know, son or daughter, a lot of people because of being stuck inside, working from home, all of a sudden, yeah, you know what? It's not five o'clock yet, but I'm going to go ahead and pour some beer or some wine into my coffee cup. And all of a sudden, you have somebody who's oh, starting yeah. to drink at three o'clock, four o'clock. You know what? You wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, I've got some orange juice. I'm just going to throw a little shot of vodka in there. And all of a sudden, you've got somebody who's functioning and working from home, but since they don't have to drive, they don't have to have anybody smell their breath, there's kind of no accountability there's been this increase in i mean one one like when all everything was shut down alcohol stores were booming it just it is what it is oh yeah that was one industry that didn't suffer yeah they did not suffer at all (laughs) they're like they're they've got you know people lined up out the door so during this pandemic and we don't know you know you've got the delta variant now what is there the lambda move I feel like Revenge of the Nerds every time I hear Lambda. But I know. Moo. I was like, what? Lambda, 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 Lambda and Omega Move. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. But, um, oh, yeah. but, and not to make light of anything, but just, you know, it's, it's so you've got all these different unknowns. You've got people saying, well, if you're not vaccinated, you can't do this, you can't do that. So we don't, we don't know what's next. We honestly don't know what's next. How does mm-hmm. a person get help? During a pandemic, let's say that somebody, they don't want to go out because they're not vaccinated or something. Right. Well, if you want to socially distance, I mean, you can just Google. um, There's meetings 24-7, you know, just on the the interwebs. Okay. Um, And uh, you can, uh, there there are definitely all types of meetings uh, via Zoom. And, you know, I mean, if you want to hop on at three, I'm sure you can find a, you know, a meeting okay. across the pond. Okay. So, you know, I mean, there, there is a meeting somewhere in the world all the time. And all you got to do is just, uh, you know, Google it. Right. And do you uh, recommend? Uh, and, and that's definitely a key. Okay. Huh? Do you recommend? Okay. Let's say, um, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm up, it's two o'clock one morning and I'm like, okay, I, I'm drunk for the 21st consecutive night i'm barely making it mm-hmm. through the day at work i need help right now do you do you recommend that somebody literally goes online at that moment and reaches out to somebody do you think they should well, wait until I mean, the they sober is, up is if 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 you're sober curious um no i i i showed up to many a 12 step meeting um yeah completely buzzed oh there you go so, yeah, yeah so yeah, so you're yeah. saying hey so get like, help no matter what yeah, and I mean, if it, it's not that big of a deal, especially with Zoom, um, you don't even have to share your screen with them okay. or anything. You know, you can just sit in on the meeting and listen. If you're sober curious uh, and you're curious about that law, sober curious, then sober curious. Yeah. What is that term? Yeah, you've got you do have tons of terms on your show. What is sober yeah, curious? Well, what does no, that I mean? mean? If you're if you're if you're curious about you know being sober and what it's all about and how you obtain it and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, actually, you know, and that's what I wanted the show to be is a resource for that. Yeah. Um, you know, to point out different things that I find, uh, you know, in day-to-day life. Um, and, and, um, try to find something that, uh, that can, you know, people can 
listen to. And I mean, I've noticed, and personally, not to, you know, pat myself on the back, but I've had people come to me that just because I'm posting about sober stuff, they actually have have started their sober journey. Oh, I love it. You know, just, I love just it. Just from seeing, they're like, oh, if, if this knucklehead can do it, <laughs> then, uh, you know. I love it. And how many so. days are you sober now? Uh, let's check the old app, but I think it's like 14 months and some change. Love it. Love it. And you just want, and you did. Now you went through um, going into rehab, which again, yeah, yeah, some yeah. people do it that way. Some people don't. You you said you, well, you recommend is, that. I, I could, the thing is, is I couldn't quit on my own. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, I tried. Yeah. I tried and make it maybe about 48 mm-hmm. hours. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so I needed a, a medical detox gotcha. because it was to the point where it was dangerous for me to try to do it on my own, to try to just white knuckle it. Um, and when I went to rehab, what they do in rehab is they try to kind of reprogram you and reset you right. and get you a schedule without the alcohol. And obviously, you know, heavy on, on recovery talk right. and, and group meetings and all that stuff. But, um, you know, it's basically a chance i mean you can do a medical detox right which is great but then you know with the 30 days that i had you know it kind of gave me a little structure so when i got out i kind of had a little bit and i mean i've deviated from that structure right um a little bit but you know if i'm ever feeling you know um triggered or whatever right um you know i have i have a network and a community um of friends built that i can talk to and process and you know and and there's also certain things that i notice about myself um speaking of acronyms uh we were talking about halt which is um hungry angry lonely tired um, wow! If you're one of those, if you're if you're one of those four, there's a good chance of um, you know that you're going to go to your DOC, which is your drug of choice. Interesting. Okay, so, that's very interesting. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, but I I notice now that I'm cognizant of that, I notice that I actually, get, I'm like, oh wow, okay, well, I'm feeling this way because I'm like, I just worked a 16-hour day. Right. You know? So, or, obviously, or I'm tired. Like it's not that I need a drink. Yeah. It's And you recognize, it's right. like you train your brain to recognize things so when you have that trigger, you don't go to your DOC, which is your drug of choice. Correct. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, This is great stuff. How do people follow you? How do they get in touch with you? And then we're going to talk a little, uh, um, okay, little old-school Halloween. It, Right. Yeah. Well, no, it's this, this uh, it's called this pink cloud. And if you go to this pink com, it will take you to the YouTube channel and you can subscribe and we have it nice and organized. So it's just episode by episode, which I think this season we've had 35 episodes. So awesome. There's a lot of good stuff in, in those episodes. So uh, definitely. And I try to put the keywords. Uh, of what the episode's about. So, um, you know, it's a good resource and uh, subscribe. I love it. It's it's a great show. And, and it's one of those shows that um, it's it's a fun and educational show anyways. I mean, you got, you're got always entertaining. Yeah, we're not, your guests we're are entertaining. Not, we're, not, we're definitely not preaching at no, you. Know? No, not at all. And so, I think that's why so yeah. many people are drawn to coming to you for help and coming to your guests for help. Because everybody's real honest, like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I lived in a, you know, in a van behind the, the CVS, you know, a van, <laughs> Mother River. River. I, I, I knew that would prompt <laughs> right. you to say that. And, you know, right. and so they tell their stories and and you're like, hey, and, you know, and there's some there's some real, real tough stories that, that people are telling on the show. And nobody's nobody's judging. There's no judgmental. Again, it's a judge judgmental free zone, which I think is really the only way you can go, because. There, there are so many unknowns about alcohol addiction well, and, and drug addiction. And everybody's journey is different. My yes. journey is not someone else's. And, you know, 
Yeah. But the, the thing that I've noticed in, in recovery is it's cool because there is that common bond between everybody that knows how sh- uh, shitty I'm going to go ahead and say oh that. Oh my gosh, it is. what? A cuss it's, word? It's to be, no, to be <laughs> addicted. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, it, it's, it's a tough road to have. And, and we have, we all share that common bond. And that's yeah. why I always preach, um, you know, about community in recovery. Absolutely. Um, because, you know, you definitely have somebody that you can, you know, relate to and that gets you and that understands yeah. what you've gone through. I, I and I and I love that again until your show I had no idea that there was this whole community of support out there you know it's like oh, yeah. when you go through um, a divorce you know um, uh, you know you end up with other you know like and I having been through a divorce back back in the day then I had girlfriends as they had gone through divorces that they came to me and you know we prayed together and we talked together and you know you kind of help help try to help your friends through it um, you know same thing with so so many things out there um you know weight loss a lot of times you'll have like an accountability buddy or if you're working out or whatever the case may be you just as humans we just do better when we work as we're, a team we're and work as a group we we're really tribal, are we Kathy. we are yeah we are tribal that's yeah. a, a, another another word another another um, bumper sticker for your show um and so and we want <laughs> and we want to have you back on again um I, of course you're you're always you're always fun to talk to and and i just think it's such sure. a great service you're providing for people and so i highly highly encourage there is somebody who is watching this right now who has a family member or themselves or a friend or someone who you love dearly who you know is suffering with addiction they don't have to suffer and and my brother and anybody on his show who you go to will keep it completely confidential so please share this with somebody who you feel is in need and get them over to Kelly. I've even on Facebook this morning on one of our social media sites, I've dropped in um, your thispinkcloud.com. Um, they can message you, I'm assuming, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, yeah. you know, or, or, or hit you up on, you know, people, any of the people other actually, sites. Actually, Kathy, there is a, uh, a component that we've added to the show, okay. which is the video call-in question. So oh. I'll do I'll do a video call in like somebody will film themselves okay. um, and send in the question and then whatever brain trust I have in the studio that day uh, will address that question. Love it! I love it. I th- that's yeah. I think that's a great segment that y'all have added. Okay, well as we wrap up, so you and I we could talk nine hours about. Um, Halloween memories as, as a child. Now, now Kelly, as so you know, he and I both grew up with allergies. Um, were you on allergy shots? I know I was for like twelve years. Did you? Were you ever on allergy shots? I, I, no, I, I think I tried it, but I don't. I, you know, I was I was allergic mainly to peanuts. I yeah, it was like it was a bad like my it mine was, was like, eggs yeah, yours was your, peanuts close your windpipe go Stop. to the er yeah kelly's do not pass go kelly's yeah kelly's turning blue, turning blue. Yeah. let's get him to the hospital <laughs> you know and, and i had the same thing with eggs right. well okay so eggs aren't a problem when you're allergic to eggs as a child halloween not an issue when you're allergic to peanuts trick-or-treating becomes a little bit different so i'm publicly apologizing to you today because what we would do <laughs> big sister kathy we'd get all kelly's candy out and i would you know i would trade him i'm really sorry i, I was not a very nice big sister i'm really sorry i'm trying to make up for it as an adult so i would be like well you can have this hard piece of a green candy ball and i Oh, well, Kelly, you would always try Milky to sell me on, on the like, fact, like Milky Way. You would always try to sell me on the fact that like three musketeers had, had peanuts. Peanut, had peanut oil. Yeah, and like Milky Way. Oh yeah, Milky yeah. Way. They have peanuts. I mean, I knew I knew pixie sticks were cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew those. I knew those didn't have peanuts, but. You know, on that gray area, I was like, hmm. Well, like, well she she must that. know, and she she can read better than me. She's older, but I would yeah. I would clean she up, and speak, she would have she like, actually, you know, if she can actually speak the English language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, no. And, then, and then you would end up like with a very small little sad pumpkin filled with like all the hard candy, like the old butterscotch yeah. from somebody's candy oh, dish, yeah. you know. So oh, yeah. so I apologize for that. 
Um, okay. There you go. I mean, I did. I did have. Um, I did have some terror for you, Kathy. You did. You, there was a lot. There was. You know, there was some revenge down the road. Oh uh, it? no, it's the Ringling Brothers, and okay, I, I, and uh, members of I the crew know, know I have a clown phobia, and I have some circus issues. I don't issues. know <laughs> if you know what's in here, but oh. I mean, I, you know, I, I figured since it is, you know, Halloween and that time of year, our favorite little person. Oh no, it's it's gonna Michu. it's Michu. Yes. Yep. Yes. And I, I was afraid Which of clowns. I would clowns. terrify you with. I, and you would chase me around the house with it. Oh, you oh, did. Yeah. Like once you got a little bit older, you got into, you got smart. And then, like I think, oh, yeah. mom and hey, Mitch, you there you go. So I think mom and dad knew. Um, at some point, I think they're like, yeah, the jig is up. And so, like, I'll never forget, I came home from school one day, and, um, you, and like, my Barbie dream house and my Barbies, they're, like, hung up by the elevator cord. They're floating down, face down in the pool. G.I. <laughs> Joe's kicked back in the pool on a raft Dude, smoking Joe a cigarette. <laughs> way with the uh, Barbie, Barbie dream house. I know. Yeah. And, and I was like, and I remember going in, I was like, Mom, Kelly got his G.I. Joe's in, and they wrecked my Barbie dream house. And she's like, well, now, Kathy, I can't prove that. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, what is <laughs> well, happening, you know, everybody? You know, she's probably secretly over there going, going yes, good for you, Please. kid. Oh, I'm sure, <laughs> like, Dad comes home from work, and they're high-fiving each other, like, good for the young yeah, boy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, but yeah. let's talk about Halloween costumes. Remember those old, like, oh, plastic masks? I just recently, oh, yeah. like, a girlfriend of mine posted something it was like a wonder woman or and i remember like there was wonder woman barbie cinderella and you would wear god you would you know light up like a christmas tree if somebody smoked a little, cigarette around you they, they had that little mouth hole yes and you couldn't help but stick your tip of your, your tongue, tongue out. yes yes <laughs> but if you look at those now those were oh, creepy. creepy like that was oh, yeah. way it, creepy but that's all you oh, had yeah. back then oh yeah well if you want to um you know, if we have time, I have uh, a trauma. Oh know, yes, yes, we do. We will finish trauma. up with this. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I had, I had this. I had a in my in my room, which it's the seventies. I had like a safari <laughs> motif. Set, oh yes. Uh, right. Yes. And it was the straw mask, <laughs> but it was, and I actually used it for Halloween one year. And it was like the uh, we would refer to it as the boogeyman. I remember that. And. And I and and unbeknownst to um, mom and dad, I was scared shitless of that thing. And I didn't know I you mean, were scared I'm of sleeping it. Sleeping next to like right on the wall, I'm like, you know, can can oh. you know? And I I don't know why I never said anything about it, but I was just like. <laughs> Oh, cool. So not a, not even, you know, the boogeyman's not under my bed or in my closet. He's, he's on my wall. Yeah, he's like, like right here going, hey, Kelly, how you doing? Yeah. No, go and, go and to I bed. I little crossing plastic spears <laughs> yeah. from um, Six Flags. Oh, I yeah. remember that. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, why didn't you tell mom and dad, like, hey, this is this is the stuff that ends people up in therapy when they're an adult. I, yeah, I think I think that I'm gonna go ahead and blame my addiction on that. Oh yeah, and, there you uh, go. You know. It was it was it was the straw was the straw factor. African mask. Was, uh, you know? yeah. I gosh, I remember that. And yeah, you're right. The the spears from um from Six Flags. Six Flags. I bet they don't sell those oh, there yeah. anymore. That's that's a weapon now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but they were plastic. So. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't do much damage with that. <laughs> Good times. Right. All right. Well, hey, Kel, I love you. I'm so proud of you, and thank you for coming on. And, again, how can people get in okay. touch with you? Uh, if they go to thispinkcloud.com, uh, that's the YouTube channel. Hit subscribe. Uh, if you want to message me, Facebook, Instagram, uh, all that good stuff. And uh, we have, like I said, coming up, we have um, harm reduction this Friday. And then next Friday is uh, somebody from Dogs Matter, which oh, is an organization yay. that helps foster pets while their owners are getting treatment. Oh, that is phenomenal. Oh, I love that. So if you go into rehab for 30 days, you've got somebody who will take care of your dog. That yeah, 30, 60, is, 90, they'll, they'll facilitate awesome. that for you. That's yeah. 
That's awesome. I love it. Well, again, you just keep bringing great information and just uh, keep up the good work. And I love you. And I'll I'll see you on Friday. And thank you to the crew. And uh, join us again. I'm trying to think, what do we have? Tomorrow we've got the lawyer show. And then Friday, um, JP and I will be back. And then we'll have This Pink Cloud. And then Saturday morning, um, every, everything to do with veterans. We've got Kilroy's Conversation. And then Sunday, the Ask Dr. B. Good Show. And then Monday, we start it back all over again with JP and I. Thanks, Kel. Mwah, love you. Love you. Okay, right. take care. Have a blessed day.